democracy, the world's greatest form of government. One person, one vote. But what happens when it's no person, one vote? And then we take a look at the story of a young girl on a field trip. It was supposed to be a day of fun and wonderment. Instead, this small child found herself gazing into the abyss of the unknowable that surrounds us all. Today on Dead Rabbit Radio. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Dead Rabbit Radio. I'm your host, Jason Carpenter. I'm having a great day. I hope you guys are having a great day too. I'm feeling so much better. Sorry that we didn't get a full week of episodes, but I was pretty sick and needed to take some time off. But someone who never takes time off, someone who's working 24-7, 365, slithering into Dead Rabbit Command right now is one of our live stream contributors. Everyone give it up for the fury of the Cobras. Woohoo! Yeah! <laughs> Don't step on them. He's slithering on in. Don't step on them. The Fury of the Cobras sliding into Dead Rabbit Command. The Fury of the Cobras, you're going to be our captain, our pilot this episode. If you guys can't support the Patreon, if you guys can't support the show financially, I totally understand. I really do just help spread the word about Dead Rabbit Radio. That helps out so much. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell everyone you know. Dead Rabbit Radio is your favorite paranormal show. Fury of the Cobras keeps slithering around there for a bit as I do this bit of an intro. I love doing this podcast. I really, really do. It's been five years. I love doing it. And I love the fact that you guys love this show. And I always want to make sure I'm putting out the best episodes. I want to make sure that we're always putting out the best content for you guys. Now, because I was sick all week, it's September 7th, 2023, when I'm recording this episode. And I'm going to record it. And then I'm going to edit it in about two hours from now. And it's going to be ready to go. Like, usually I don't record episodes the night they come out. But because I was sick and because of work and all this other crazy stuff. This is where we're at. But I'm doing it. Because I love it. And I hope that you guys have something out there that you guys love just as much as I love Dead Rabbit Radio. I really hope you guys are following your dreams. Following your passions. And if you aren't, I hope you start... Tonight or tomorrow, right? depending on when you listen to this, but or maybe you listen to it five years from now. I really hope that you guys not only follow your dreams, follow your passions, but put in the time to have a quality product. So this is the other reason. This is the main reason why this episode's cool. It's going to be a full normal episode of Dead Rabbit Radio. I got two crazy stories for you, but I just you know I'm up against the deadline. I have to go to bed by midnight. I have to be up by five thirty to get to work. So I get about five and a half hours sleep. I just recorded a 20-minute segment. And it's the same story I'm about to tell you right now. And it's a really cool story, but I didn't like the way I did it. I thought the jokes felt forced. I didn't like the way I did it. So what I'm going to do, this will be kind of neat. I hope, I hope you guys enjoy it. We're going to have a regular episode of Dead Rabbit Radio. And at the end of this episode... You're going to be able, I'm giving myself, I'm giving myself extra work to do, even though we're up against this deadline. I do have to go to sleep at some point, but at the end of this episode, you'll be able to hear the original version of that story. And maybe you'll like it more. Maybe you'll like all the jokes and stuff like that. I'll edit it. 
like I would a normal episode, but I'm just really curious to see what you guys will think. Like, you go, Jason, now nah, you're overreacting, but maybe you'll like the original version. I felt it was a little forced, a little too goofy, but I want to give you guys a quality product. Even after five years, even after a thousand, 1130 episodes, I don't ever want to be phoning it in. I don't ever want to be, that's good enough, because you deserve better than that's good enough. You deserve better than that. So I'm going to re-record this first segment. Why <laughs> watch it be even worse than the first time? I don't think so, though. I paused, took a shower, kind of got in another state of mind. Let's do this bad boy. Fury of the Cobras, I'm going to go ahead and toss you the keys to the Jason Jalopy. Everyone get on inside. I'm going to leave behind Dead Rabbit Command. Drive us all the way down to Argentina. <laughs> This is a super interesting story, and I'm actually surprised more people aren't talking about it. Because not only is it a very weird story, the implications of it, and the amount of witnesses to it. I mean, this is big news. I don't necessarily think it's the top of the news down in Argentina, but it's definitely been reported a lot down there. I found out about it from the website Anom Alien. I go there every day. I love that website. But, I mean, like, looking into this story, it's absolutely bizarre. It's August 14th, 2023. We're in Rawson, Argentina. And there's a school down there called 14th of February School. I don't know if that's a translation error. I don't know if it's just called Valentine's School. Probably not. I, I don't know if there's Valentine's Day in other parts of the world. Probably somewhere in Europe. But I don't know if it's an international. I doubt, like, in China, do they have Valentine's Day? I don't know. Anyways, probably easily uh, Googleable. But uh, 14th of February School is the name of this place. And what's going on back in August of 2023 is they were having the primary presidential elections for Argentina. So that's where you get to vote whatever your political party is for your candidate. And then those two or three or however many people run for president down there. They all head off in October to find out who the president is. I think one of the... I hate the fact that we only have usually two big candidates in America. That is one of the things that bug me the most. And people... Every American complains about it, by the way. Every single American goes, What? A two-party system? This is terrible. And they complain about it for three years. <laughs> and when it's time to vote, they're like, Oh, I only got to choose between these two guys. I don't ever tell anyone how to vote. Personally, I usually vote third party just for the fact that if you want to see change, you got to vote for change. You got to vote for change. I, but if you vote for one of the two parties, that's totally up to you. I just vote for third party. <laughs> like, Jason, I know you say that. And I know you voted for the last election. I don't know why you keep bringing it up. I don't know why you keep bringing up who you voted for. For the last election. Third party candidate. Sure. Um, uh, he, he, it was Kanye West. Okay. It was Kanye West. But that was back in, uh, what was it? 2020 was the last election, right? So I, no, he wasn't saying all that crazy stuff back then. You can't hold me accountable for that. And the fact that I have multiple shirts I can no longer wear that say Kanye West for president. Because if I wear him outside now, people are going to assume some things about me. They're going to be like, oh, hey, uh, look at that guy. He hates Jews. I don't know why you keep bringing it up. The fact that you voted for Kanye West in 2020, though, I do have to say. But anyways, uh, 
I vote third party. So I don't know. Maybe they have more than one presidential party in Argentina, or obviously more than one, you know. Hopefully they have a lot of choices. But anyways, this is not a political podcast. <laughs> this isn't a political podcast. We're down in Argentina. They're having these presidential elections. And what happened? This is super weird. And there is a bit of a translation issue. Sometimes the term used is polling booth, which makes me think, you know, back in the... Now everything's electronic in America when we vote, but you used to go into a booth that had like a little curtain behind you. Zoop. And you voted. It was privacy curtain, so no one could see who you... <laughs> no one could see your vote for Kanye West, for example. But... They're also like, I also, the Anom Alien called it a polling booth. When I read an article in a local newspaper in Argentina, they used the term a dark room, which I don't, I think kind of hard to, hard to vote by candlelight. You're voting in the pitch black. I, that could be a translation error. It could just mean a private room, but who, who knows? <laughs> they might actually have to go into a pitch black room and it's just random who you vote for. Well, this is the story. Everyone's in line to vote, and there's this old lady who walks up and presents her ID. And what it is is you give your ID to the polling workers, and they hold on to it. They're probably matching it up against voting logs. You go into the dark room, you go into the spooky room, and vote, and then you come out and you get your ID. And there's obviously lines. You know, a lot of people are voting this day. And in Argentina, they actually have military officers, military men. I don't know their rank. But they're standing there to oversee the elections, making sure nothing unsavory is going for. <laughs> making sure you're voting for all the pro-military stuff, but making sure that, you know, I'm, sh I'm sure they've had trouble down there before. So anyways, you have a lot of witnesses. What's going on? It's an interesting story in the middle of the day, right? This isn't a spooky cemetery. This isn't in farmland out in the middle of nowhere. So old lady walks up. Here you go, sonny boy. Puts down her ID. Walks into the dark room. And you're standing in line to vote. And there's probably multiple lines. Just like when you go to the grocery store, someone... Like, whatever line you pick is the slowest. That's us standing in line to vote. We're totally not registered voters in Argentina. We're just hanging out there. We got a cobra hanging out with us, too. All the other lines are going faster, except for the line waiting to go into the same room that the old lady just went into to vote. And a couple minutes pass. So that, that's normal. It's not like an instantaneous thing to vote. But then a couple more minutes pass. And then even more minutes pass. And people start complaining, hey, you know, let's get this line going. I got a job to go to. I got to go do stuff. People start complaining to the poll workers, hey, what's taking this old lady so long? It's just democracy. It's just democracy. It's just the most sacred right of every free citizen. What's taking so long? So the polling workers apparently go to the dark room because I don't think you can just burst in unannounced. They probably knock. Hey, um, are you still in there? Are you voting? No answer. Hey, you've been in there for a while. Democracy doesn't take that long. Can you come out? No answer. So at this point, the polling workers go to the military men standing there and they go, hey, we don't know what's going on. This old lady walked into the room to vote and it's been a while and she hasn't come out. And obviously at this point, you're thinking old person, dark room or <laughs> old person, well lit room, old person. Maybe she's had some sort of health problem. Maybe she's laying on the ground dead. 
Or, you know, maybe not dead, just sleeping. She took a nap in the middle of opening. So the military officers go and they open up the door and the room's empty. The old lady is nowhere to be seen. And again, at first you would think she must have snuck out. She must have gotten out somehow. No one saw her. But it doesn't really make sense. because There was a huge line of people waiting to get in. Well, let's find out who this old lady was. So the military men go to the polling table where the workers are and go, well, let's see her ID. Let's see who that was. And maybe that'll give us an idea what's going on. And the polling workers could not find her ID card. It was as if they never had it in the first place. It was as if she never existed. Well, maybe that might be a bit of a stretch, because obviously she existed at some point. She had an ID, but here's the thing. This was reported in the press. Old lady disappears in a polling place, and nobody can figure it out. And there's a couple of possibilities. There's one... They're all kind of they're all they're all kind of implausible in the normal world, but in the world of the paranormal. The first off is that she was a local witch. She was a local witch who came to vote and then used her witch powers to disappear from the polling booth and make her ID disappear. But I personally would argue if you're that powerful of a witch. You could just rig the election. I'm pretty sure you could just control people's minds. They're like, oh, I don't want to vote for this guy, but now I do. Dude, one, one vote for Kanye West, president of Argentina. You're like, Jason, quit bringing it up. You're just reminding us all the time. Um, if you were that, I mean, think about it. Because what we're talking about, obviously, like, I've talked about witches before on this podcast. <laughs> it's never in a good light. Never in a good light. I'll put those episodes in the show notes. I've had personal encounters with witches, but... That's a lot of, I mean, most witches are just like, you know, burning sage and burying a half of a pear at midnight on a full moon. And, you know, <laughs> and then a month later, you have a rotten pear in your ground. It's magic. You know, stuff like that. A high level witch. I mean, that, that's what this person would be. The ability to teleport. And here's the thing, not just teleport. But get the ID card. <laughs> you're like, Jason, you're putting a lot of emphasis on the fact that her ID card teleported away. I am. I think that is another wrinkle. Because if she just walked in and out, you could chalk it up to all sorts of things. You can say, like, people misremembered and stuff like that. But, I mean, it's it's an interesting story. And you figure the power level there would be pretty... We're talking about teleportation. We're talking about things that science is trying to figure out. As of now, they can make little electrons teleport around. They haven't even come close to teleporting a government ID across the room. So you figure she probably could have used her magic in... If she wanted to affect the election, she's like, One vote for a witch, that's all I need. Um, No, you probably could have brainwashed half the population into voting for your candidate. The other possibility that was presented in the newspaper is that it was a ghost who showed up to do its civic duty and wanted to vote. Wanted to vote so bad it rose from the grave and got its ID card. Luckily, it was buried with its driver's license and floated around, stood in line, and voted. Now, again, I would use the same argument with the witch. If a ghost really wanted to vote, wouldn't it have just been easier to, like... 
float think about what what's what would be harder as a ghost <laughs> this is the ultimate hypothetical question what would be harder to to manifest into a solid form stand in line pull out your id drop it walk in a room vote and then disappear and take your id back or just make one vote <laughs> make one voting card float out of an envelope and it flies out the window, and then you're a ghost in the bushes, and you're using like a, like a little thorns from a rose to punch in the punch card or whatever they used to vote over there. They're using berry juice. They're using little strawberry juice uh, from a local plant to write in instead of a pen. Anyways, whatever it is to vote, and then dude, make the ballot float back in. And you go, well... Jason, I mean, that's far more obvious, right? At least a, a ghost old lady you may not notice. If you, if you heard a slide whistle, dude, as cards were floating around. But still, I imagine one would be easier. One would be much, much easier. My idea, and long-time listeners of the show know I'm a fan of portals, interdimensional portals, time portals, what have you, is that, and this would be terrifying, Portals in general, I like them, but they're terrifying. Is that this was a normal old lady. And she's like, oh, it's voting day. It's time for me to go down to the voting booth. I wish I was a ghost and then I could just hide in the bushes. But nope, I'm made of flesh and bone. I must go to the polling station. So she goes down there. She goes into the dark room to vote. And as she's punching holes in the little punch card. Oh, yes, this will be the best president ever. She falls through a portal. <laughs> she punches She punches the hole so hard in the voting ballot. She's like, ah! And she gets sucked in to this realm of fairies and goblins. There's no democracy there. It is only the elf king that rules everything he sees. My question... Well, here, I'll say that's terrifying because you could obviously see panic... Sweeping the nation, being like, if you vote, there is a chance you'll get sucked into the realm of the Elf King. People are like, no, I don't believe that. I think, I'm, I think I'll test my luck and actually vote in this election. But you could see, and and to be fair, they're not saying the dimensional portal. Thing. It's not like again, it's not like campaign interference. They're trying to rig the election by saying, don't vote, you might get sucked into a portal. But that would be my thing. If it was a portal and word got out that there is a possibility when you voted, you could punch a hole through reality and end up somewhere else. Maybe some people wouldn't vote. (laughs) Maybe the the imbeciles of the country would be like, nope, that's too dangerous. But that would be terrifying if that got out. I had a a third thought about that or a fourth thought. I don't remember what I was going to say, but... I think it's an interesting story because just the amount of witnesses you have to it and the people that are there swear that it happened. It's super interesting as a paranormal story because not only do we have a multitude of witnesses, we have an exact date, an exact location. These are things that I miss in a lot of our stories. There's so many of our stories I go, I don't know exactly when this took place. I Sometimes I don't even have a year. A lot of times it's a very, very general area maybe just a country this is the school that it took place at this is 14th of february school in argentina in rawson argentina so i mean as far as paranormal stories go and this is another we have a ton of information and this is another interesting story 
because what we're looking at is what's what would be the purpose of making this up? Like, again, if they did say there might be a portal, so be careful when you vote, then you could say, oh, this is obviously like misinformation. This is obviously trying to get people not to vote. It's not. They didn't say that. I, I said all the portal stuff. They said it might have been a witch or a ghost. What would be the point of making this story up? Multiple witnesses, military official, polling officials, exact date, exact location. My question is, this is this was my final thought. This is what I was trying to remember earlier. My question is, and this is a big question, is she's missing. Her ID is missing. Was her vote voting ballot there? Because that is a big difference. If they walked in and she was gone, but there was a punched ballot, then obviously somebody was in there. Obviously somebody was in there and they could actually see who she voted for. <laughs> like, I don't know if that makes it. They're like, oh, which has endorsed this candidate? That says something about him. That It would be interesting. If she's not there, the ID card's not there, and the ballot's not there, it makes the whole thing odd. If the ballot, because, you know, so what was that, right? Well, you could even argue it up to mass hallucination, right? There's no physical evidence. But if she's gone, the ID's gone, but there is a punched ballot. You know, even if there was an unpunched ballot, that means someone brought it in. So that would be, again, physical evidence. Somebody took that in there. Because voting locations are usually pretty secure. So this one, you had military officers there, so... They don't just leave this. They don't just leave ballots laying around. But I think it's interesting to think that if it is punched, we would see who she voted for, and it, then it would be unmistakable that there was somebody in this room. Even the ballot left behind, you could go, "That's sloppy. We should be more secure." That's sloppy, but weird story. Weird, weird story. It is getting a lot of press out there, and um. I'm surprised it's not getting more press in the paranormal community. The Fury of the Cobras. Let's go ahead and toss you the keys to the Carpenter Copter. We are leaving behind Argentina. Fly us all the way out to sunny, sunny Arizona. <laughs> Dun 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 What huh? Yeah dun 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 like Jason, what in the world? That's a Harlem Globetrotters song. You know basketball? Famous basketball team. Used pipes. Used pipes when they were playing to beat their opponents. I wonder if the Harlem Globetrotters are still around. They're the ones who would build those giant contraptions. And they'd put the ball in like a pipe and it would roll across the floor. <laughs> like, Jason, you've never seen... <laughs> the only time you've ever seen the Harlem Globetrotters was on Scooby-Doo, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. But, like, they would do stunts. If you're not familiar with the Harlem Globetrotters, they're a professional basketball team. <laughs> it has nothing to do with this story, but I like that song. They're a professional basketball team. <laughs> they're like, quit talking about it. It has nothing to do with the story, Jason. They were, I, were they a professional basketball team? Technically they were because they got paid to play basketball, but they weren't like part of the NBA. But it was this basketball team that would do crazy stunts to win the game. And they'd play against other teams and they would like, dun 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 dun, dun throw the ball in the hoop. Everyone's like, oh, fantastic, fantastic. 
But we're not here to see the Harlem Globetrotters. I don't even know if they're still around. We're here in Arizona. Specifically, we're in Phoenix, Arizona at the basketball arena in town. The year, it's between 2012 and 2013. And we're standing outside this arena. The Phoenix Suns. Local basketball team just got done playing a game. And they're like, yeah, the fans are like, woohoo, you, we won, we won, yay! They're all cheering and stuff like that. And everyone had a great time. Everyone had a great time. The Phoenix Suns beat whoever they were playing. <laughs> the Harlem Globetrotters, that was the first time they ever were defeated. They had a breakup after that. They never lost the game before then. Pipes didn't come handy. Everyone's walking out of this basketball game. But we're here for one particular group of people, and really one specific girl. We're about to meet this 8th grader. Her name is Sabrina. That's not a real name. We're going to call her Sabrina. And her school has a program that... I'm assuming it's like a local school program. I don't think these kids are from Massachusetts or anything, but there's a school. The school program is the top academic students, so like the biggest nerds on campus... This sounds more like a punishment, honestly, but I guess a day out of school. Well, for a nerd, you don't want to leave school. That's like your Phoenix Suns arena. Well, anyways, I think they got their wires crossed. The top academic students at this school got to go to a Phoenix Suns game. They're like, oh, man, can't we just learn more math? And they're like, basketball's a lot like math, if you think about it. Trajectories and velocity and... Just getting, just getting the bus, kids. Just getting the bus, you nerds. We're trying to give you a little bit of culture. Trying to get you out there in the world. And Sabrina was one of these kids. Sabrina got to go to this uh, Phoenix basketball game, this Phoenix Suns basketball game, and they had just gotten out. The game had just ended. It's time to get back on the bus and head back home. Now, Sabrina, her mom is one of the chaperones. So Sabrina lucks out with her mom sitting next to her. Sabrina gets to have the window seat. And she's just kind of sitting there. Everyone's just kind of bored in the bus. It's a process, right? No one really loves riding on a bus. Sabrina's sitting there and she's kind of like looking out the window. Looking out the window into the city. And Sabrina goes, you know what? Uh, To be honest, I don't remember if we were leaving the arena or showing up at the arena. You're like, Jason, did you not read your notes far enough? <laughs> okay, hold on. That long buildup of really nothing. No pertinent details. Sabrina goes, I, don't, I didn't read my notes far enough. Sabrina goes, I don't remember if we were headed to the arena or coming back from the game. <laughs> Somehow I had a vision of them beating the Harlem Globetrotters. I saw into the future. But she goes, I don't remember if we were showing up to the arena or leaving, but I remember I was staring out the bus window and we come to a stoplight. And I'm looking out the window and I see this man standing in an alleyway. He's right at the entrance of the alleyway. He's standing right where the sidewalk will take him one direction or another, but he's a little bit in the darkness between these two buildings. And she's looking at him. She's looking right at him and she says, this man looks to the right and then looks to the left. Almost like he's just checking the street before he steps out of the alleyway. He looks to the right. He looks to the left. 
Then he looks over his shoulder. He looks behind him. And then looks over his other shoulder. And then once again, he kind of turns his head from the right, checking the street, to the left, looking down that street. And that's when this man seems to pull out of his clothing or maybe always had it in his hand and she just didn't notice it but the man is now holding a plain bright white mask a plain bright white mask he's holding it in his hand and he puts it to his face and she said it was it, it it was like suctioned to his face. She goes, it instantly, it fixed itself to his face. This mask just kind of, vroom. there was no strap, nothing. He just held it and placed it against his face and it was instantly stuck to his face. And then she's looking right at this dude. And she said, when she has to describe what happened, she goes, it was both instant and it took a moment. But somewhere in between instantaneous and a second, he vanished. And the reason why she can say there, there, there seemed to be this moment in time was because she said, Sabrina said, it was like a mix between him fading out and a card swipe, which is an editing trick where it's just like this. He was, he's, a card swipe in film, it's kind of hard to describe, but basically, and I'm going to have to even describe it adequately, but. Imagine if you started to see the... Anyway, the point is that he disappeared. The point is, is that he disappeared and it was both instantaneous, but she could also see the mechanism behind the movement. Yeah, it's kind of hard. I'm trying to find like a good definition of a card swipe, but just pulling me up tutorials on how to use a credit card at a... At a little uh, card reader. But yeah, so it's basically like if you imagine that you could see the background replacing him and him fading out. But both of them being able to, if you just said instantly, we understand it's like a. And it could have been like a. But she's still able to see this mechanism in place, which does add another layer of the bizarre to it. But let's really not bury the donkey on this one. What we're seeing here is a man vanish, right? I think we're spending too much time on how he vanished. Like the the visual, Sabrina watched this man vanish standing in the road. He put this white mask on. He thought no one was looking. And um, somebody was looking. The person who posted this online, and I gotta admit, the username kind of made me a little suspicious, but that's just who I am. It's Lizard Queen eighty eight thirty eight. So I was thinking, okay, you know, maybe right there's some sort of <laughs> this person's obviously a uh, member of royalty in the reptilian empire. 
maybe there's some sort of ARG thing going on here. And that was obviously, and that was a concern of mine. It's always a concern of mine when we find these stories. But what I do is I like to poke through their past posts. And if I do see him posting a lot of stuff, that's like, I saw him again. The white mask man showed up and he gave me this code. And then I'm like, okay, this isn't even worth my time. But what, and I didn't see anything else like that under her account. What I did find odd, this was really cool. What I did find very odd was, so Sabrina posted this saying, I saw someone vanish right in front of me and someone else responded. A lot of people responded. That wasn't the main thing. Someone else responded though with a relevant comment. We're going to go ahead and call this person Charlie. Charlie said around 12 years ago, which would have been around the same time period, 2012, 2013, we don't have a location for Charlie. But same time period. So you kind of could probably figure out where we're going with this. They said it was Halloween. And this was when he was about 11 years old. Charlie was walking home with his parents after a successful night of trick and or treating, walking home. And he sees, Charlie sees across the street, underneath the streetlight, there was a man standing there wearing a white mask. It's Halloween. A lot of people were wearing masks. But Charlie felt this mask looked cool. It was a cool looking mask. So it really caught his eye. And he looked over at this man and he's kind of staring at him. And the man turned and looked right at Charlie. And then the man just disappears. Wasn't that Charlie lost sight of him behind a tree? It's not like Charlie's attention was drawn to a barking dog across the street. Charlie's looking right at this man wearing a white mask and he just vanishes. And another interesting note, right? So now we have two people. Two different sightings around the same time period. A man wearing a white mask vanishing. What's interesting is that Charlie said, I'm I'm walking with my parents and I see the man. I look at him. I think he has a cool mask. He vanishes before I could compliment him. And I felt a gust of air rush over me. And it seemed to be coming from the direction as almost as if it originated from where the man was previously standing. He feels this blast of air rush over him. And you got to wonder, right? Sabrina was in the bus. Would she have felt the same thing had she been standing on the street corner? Now, what I love about these, and listen, I'm not a huge fan of Reddit. I really despise it for a lot of reasons, but Reddit does have the strength that it allows me to look through posting histories and allows me to verify things. Like, do they always talk about this stuff? And so with both of these people, they don't normally talk about paranormal stuff or once-in-a-lifetime weird things. They just have normal Reddit histories, as far as I can see. What's interesting is we have two people telling the same story with different details and that's actually a benefit that actually works in this case because if they both told the exact same story 
then it would seem like one of them was fake. The stories have similar actions in them, but they're in different locations in the story. The participants are actually in different environments. So it would make sense, like whatever this is, we have no idea what this is. I'll try to break that down for you in a second. But I just want, like, it's the fact that Charlie felt the gust of wind and Sabrina didn't. But it makes sense because Sabrina was in a vehicle. Now, Sabrina saw the man kind of looking around side to side, trying to see if anyone was watching him. And then he puts the mask on and vanishes. Well, this guy has the mask on and he just stares at the boy and vanishes right in front of him. That can say a couple things. One, one being in broad daylight, right? A school trip or, you know, early evening if they're leaving the game. Depending on when it was held. Versus Halloween. It's not unusual to see a person in a mask. If anything, it's unusual to see a person without a mask. Also, this is interesting too. If you had a... I think whatever this is, is technological. It might be magic. But either way, the reason why I think it's technological is because of the gust of wind. That seems like a interacting force. That seems... Like, when you look at the laws of science, things are going to have reactions. Uh, a magic user could simply vanish. I mean, assuming you believe in magic, but you know what I mean? Like, someone, there's not a, unless you want there to be a physical wind coming from you, it's it's magic. It breaks the laws of the universe. Science is, I want the ship to fly, so I have to have propulsion. And even if you're not standing directly behind the jet, you will feel the air knock you down. The plane's flying towards you. You will feel the force. You will feel feel the air around the plane before it even hits you. <laughs> it's gonna, you know, it's probably gonna splatter you in a wall. But I'm talking about if it's flying overhead, right? It's disrupting the environment around it. That's a scientific thing. They don't build planes to distort the air and to make you go, whoa, or make buildings rattle. Planes aren't designed to do that, but they do that because of what a plane does. What's required for a plane to fly will make your house rattle. They don't go, okay, boys, we got to make houses rattle all over Germany. Let's get these planes working. Well, actually, that's what they were trying to do. They were bombing them, but you know what I mean. I think it's technological, but here's the thing. If it was a, if someone gave you a piece of technology like this, or you invented it, whatever it was, you will treat it very, very carefully at first. We've all done this. You get the very first time you got a brand new, very first cell phone, we treated them a lot better. Nowadays, you drop a cell phone in your pocket, no screen protector, whatever, um, because it is no longer this treasured piece of high technology we're used to having them around we give them to kids if someone gave you a mask capable at the very least capable of teleportation or invisibility we don't know i would assume teleportation again just because of the force in the area you would be very careful the first couple times you'd use it but once you realize that you're not how powerful it is um you become comfortable with using it you will just wear it. You know what I mean? Like, it'll become more casual. <laughs> I'm not saying that you're just going to be teleporting around McDonald's all day long. Like, where's my fries? And you teleport in the back, you're making your own fries. 
what I'm saying is the the he may have gotten it the very first time or within the first you know couple weeks was at the Phoenix Suns game where he was very cautious about who was going to see him in this. But you use it enough times and you become brazen. He may delight in the fact that he's doing it in front of people. So creepy story, and I, what's funny is it's not it's not creepy on a level of a paranormal monster, but it's this idea that there are abilities out there that are far beyond what we think of as real. That's something we deal with a lot on this show, but usually it's in the hands of a paranormal force, ghosts, demons, aliens, cryptids. We don't often have stories of, I mean, listen, this guy could be a time traveler, shape-shifting alien. We can put all sorts of stuff on this, but there's no, like, even when they describe him, they don't describe the clothes he's wearing, which defaults to nondescript clothing. There's nothing about this person that seems off, that makes them inhuman. They're just a dude who has the ability to, at the very least, turn invisible at will. And at the very most, teleport. At will. No portals required. You do it when you want. He has this mask that allows him to do it. And you have to wonder things like... Because again, this is like you or me. Outside of any information saying he's an alien or anything like that, this is you or me having this mask. A normal human with a mask that gives them powers that rival some of the most powerful paranormal entities. Like I said, a witch teleporting. You would have to be a very, very powerful magic user to teleport like that and get your, and get your driver's license. And this is just a normal dude who has this ability. Maybe he invented the mask. Maybe he found the mask. Who knows? We have so little information on this, but we do have two sightings of him around the same time period. And what makes this story creepy is that when you give that type of power to a normal human, whether he built it, found it, whether it was given to him, whatever, you really have to worry about who that man is. You really have to be concerned how far he will take this power, how much he will abuse it. We can only hope that he's a good man with good motives who's used this device a few times to satisfy his intellectual curiosity. But unfortunately, history has taught us that when most mortal men are given even normal powers, they abuse them. So why would it be any different when a mortal man gains the powers of a god. DeadRabbitRadio at gmail.com is going to be our email address. You can also hit us up at facebook.com slash deadrabbitradio. TikTok is at deadrabbitradio. Dead Rabbit Radio is the daily paranormal conspiracy and true crime podcast. You don't have to listen to it every day. I'm so glad you listened to it today. Have a great weekend, guys. And stay tuned. I'm going to play that original clip for you. You may like it. I don't know.
I felt I could do better. I hope you guys enjoy. Hope you guys enjoy both versions, honestly. But uh, have a great weekend, guys. We'll, I'll see you guys soon. Let's go ahead and get this bad boy started. Everyone climb on this poor snake's back. He's like, I'm I'm the size of a snake. Technically, he's just the Fury. He didn't actually say he was a cobra. Fury of the Cobra, slither us all the way over to the hair hang glider. We're going to jump onto this great aerial vessel and jump off the highest point of Dead Rabbit Command. Fury of the Cobras, glide us all the way out to good old Argentina. Nice, leisurely flight down to South America. This is a bizarre story. And I'm surprised it's not getting more attention. I mean, that is something that we do on the show. We try to find the obscure stories. But every so often you find something that's just so weird. How come everyone's not talking about it? I mean, I don't understand why the Washington Post isn't covering it. But on the other hand, you think you think this would be bigger news. Let's take a look at this. It's August 14th, 2023. We're walking around Rawson, Argentina. And there's this place called the 14th of February School, which is kind of weird. And then that made me wonder, do they have Valentine's Day in other countries? Is that an American thing? Um, because it would be kind of be kind of weird to name the school after Valentine's Day. I want to go to Hall Halloween High School. But no, we're stuck at Valentine Day School in Ross in Argentina. Why would you pick the 14th of February? I, I don't understand that. But anyways, we're walking around. We're walking around. There's a picture. There's a big statue of Al Capone. It's like, this is our favorite day when all those people were gunned down. It's August 23rd, and this is the primary elections for the presidential candidates of Argentina. So this is the primary. That's where the different parties will pick their dudes. And then they all run in the general election in October. So people are getting out the vote. People are showing up and they've got, you know, their clothes on because <laughs> you need those to leave your house. You're standing in line and you're like, oh, man, I can't wait to vote. I can't wait to vote for good old so-and-so. And, -so. and you're, you're just winging it. You're going to pick the guy who has the name that sounds the sweetest across your tongue. You don't follow politics. But you're standing in line. And, of course, you know, a lot of people are coming out to vote. And you get into the school. A lot of a lot of places, their polling places are in school. Kids <laughs> are so trying to learn. You're like giving them answers to the test. They're getting expelled. They're like, you cheated. He's like, what? I couldn't help it. That guy was yelling out algebraic equations over my head. I'm sure its school was closed. Maybe not, though. <laughs> Kids are trying to play soccer, and you're all kicking the ball. They're like, oh, I'm supposed to get a scholarship, you buffoon. You're like, yeah, go. You get the scholarship. You get the scholarship instead. But you're actually, after all of your antics, after you got a bunch of kids kicked out and took all their money, all their college money, you're back in line. You're all sweaty. You're back in line. And there's this old lady in front of you. And the way that it works in Argentina is you have to present your photo ID to vote. So the old lady walks up and she goes, here you, here you go, Sonny. And she puts down her driver's license and you leave it there. So they can verify you. And then you go into this booth. And there were some translation errors. There were some... I shouldn't say translation errors, but there were some differences. I read a couple different accounts of it. Some of them said she went into a voting booth. 
Some of them said she entered a dark room. Which, which I think is the same thing. But it'd be hilarious if when you went to vote, it basically looked the same as like a 13-year-old sleepover. There's a Ouija board and candles lit in the corner. You're like trying to vote and spirits are whispering to you. But depending on where the, where the story's at, the story's nuts. Maybe it was a dark, spooky room, but most, most likely it was a normal polling booth. But the old lady walks into the booth and she's like, it's time to vote. Oh, yes, my favorite time of the year. She goes in to vote and we're standing behind her because we're ready to vote, too. And if you've never voted before, it doesn't take long. You punch a couple things or you write some stuff down. That's it. I'd say maybe because most of the time you have your mind made up. A lot of people, I don't think, at least not my, I usually know who I'm voting for when I go in. I mean, you, you could probably take your <laughs> reading the propositions. You're like, hmm, they made a good argument, but let's see well, who's against it. Um, I guess you. I guess there really isn't a time limit, official time limit. But you know, people are busy. There's a big line to vote, and this old lady walks into this room, and like a minute passes. So that's a little quick. Right? <laughs> you don't expect anyone to be like da -da 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 -da, in a minute. But then five minutes pass. She doesn't come out of the room. More time passes. She still doesn't come out of the voting booth. It's like a privacy area. And voters are starting to complain. I'm sure they had more than one booth open, but definitely if one was taken up by a single person, you'd be like, what? Come on, man, I got to vote. And they start complaining, and the poll workers have also realized, they're like, yeah, she went in there, but she hasn't come out. That's so bizarre. And here's the thing. In Argentina, you have military soldiers there as well you have military men standing by watching the election making sure everything's going okay making sure no one's breaking the laws so they get notified and they go hey this woman walked into this booth she hasn't come out for a while can you go in there and see what's going on so because you can't just throw <laughs> she could just be taking her time you just can't randomly throw the curtain open she could complain if it was a polling worker or another person but by that time they were more concerned than anything so the military men walk over there and they go into the voting booth and she's gone. She's gone. Nobody saw her leave. Nobody knows where she went. And the military officers go and they talk to the poll workers and they're like, she's not in there. Like, what could have happened? The poll workers are like, we don't know. We have no idea where she could have went. And they're like, do you know who she was? And they go, yeah, we have her ID, right? Huh? I don't think it was that exaggerated. Obviously, I'm heightening a bit for the podcast. They're looking around. They're all get zooks. We don't know where her driver's license is or her ID, whatever it was. It was like she was never there in the first place. Now, you might think that's just a spooky story. It's not that spooky. It involves a presidential election in Argentina. It's not the scariest of places at Valentine Elementary. But, well, it's interesting because first off, this is this did get some press down in Argentina. I found out about it on the website anomalian.com. And then I went back and looked at some local newspapers in the region. And so here's the thing. Let's take it at a base level. A woman walks into a room. Could have been a room. 
Could have been a booth. In America, the polling booths are... Well, now they're all digital, but... It's not that private, but it used to be like an actual booth. I think there was a curtain you would draw behind you so people could see your ankles. That's why you don't... <laughs> Everyone who works at a polling station was an ankle fetishist. They're like, oh, that's all I want to see. Yeah, look at those guys. Um, so it, I'm not imagining it was a polling booth like that because then you would obviously see old lady ankles there and then you would turn around and they wouldn't be there anymore. You'd be like, huh? I think it might have been a dark room and probably not even... <laughs> Why would you vote in the dark? Why? That doesn't make any sense, but... I think, like, a private room is where they're voting. But she did disappear. And the, the way this story is told, they're like, listen, you had multiple witnesses to this. You had the people standing in line. You had the poll workers and the military officers who were there on the scene. And they don't say that the military officers saw the woman, specifically saw her walk into the room, but they definitely checked and she wasn't there afterwards. But let's even assume it was a room... I guess the idea is, let's be skeptics here for a second. The old lady scrambled out of a window. <laughs> You're like, Jason, no. A skeptic just says the whole story's made up. They don't try to go, oh, yeah, this 80-year-old woman scrambled out of a window and hailed a taxi. And then snuck back in and got her ID. I think a skeptic would probably just say none of this happened at all. But you could assume somehow this old lady got out of the room but really the idea that's being bandied about in Argentina is that she was either a witch or a ghost coming back to perform her civic duty. She's like, uh, yes, the peace of the grave sure is nice, but I really need to vote in this election. I really need to vote for this water bill that's coming up in my area or something lame. So she's like floating around and she manifests to vote now here's there's a couple interesting things to say about this first off this is super think about the ramifications of this i don't want to go on too long about <laughs> i don't want to go on too long about this as you meet every time we say that people look down at how much longer the episode has and they're like oh man is he gonna spend the next 20 minutes talking about this imagine the political implications because see i have a third theory that she's a real old lady with a real ID who was like, Ah, oh, sunny boy, it's time to go vote. Yeah, yes. And she goes down to the voting booth and walks into the dark room and then disappeared. Like, just vanished. Fell into a time warp or a portal or something like that. All of a sudden, she's in medieval times. She's trying to vote. She gets killed by a bunch of knights of the round table. They're like, no democracy here. Time portal, multiverse. She gets shifted into another reality. I guess I would have to account for her ID as well. Galahad reaches into our world to grab it. He's like, oh, a trophy of my kill. I gotta take your ID. But think about the political implications of any of these three. Technically, it is legal for a witch to vote. That's not against the law. There's a lot of witches out there. You know, like, you know, like some Wiccan, Wiccan lady. She's walking around, like, with smelling salts. Being like, ah, oh, yes, which sage? I'm going to throw sage all over this ballot. <laughs> She's calling on the powers of Charlie Charlie to decide who to vote for. You can't stop witches from voting. And I'm I'm not an advocate. <laughs> I just want to go on the record. I'm not trying to remove the right of the vote to take away from witches. Because they're people too. <laughs> Despite all the other podcast episodes I've done, totally being derogatory to them. They have... 
the same rights as every other human on the planet. So they can vote. And I don't have necessarily a problem with that. They can use magic and stuff to vote or not vote or just pick up a, you know, a ballpoint pen. Doesn't matter. But, so that one's actually not too bad. But imagine if we had to deal with, the next two are pretty creepy. Because think about it. I know every election there's always this thing about dead people voting. And I see see articles about it every single election. What if that's a cover-up? People always deny that this goes on, that the dead don't vote. But what if some of them act like some guy eventually comes forward and says, oh, yeah, no, we totally rigged those elections. We did use dead people's IDs to vote. You don't even have to use your ID to vote in, in America, but we used like their voter rolls. We use these dead people to vote, but not those 10 people. He's pointing at these 10 names. He goes, those were not part of our scheme. I don't know who those guys were. And some ghosts actually, like, came out of the ground. We're all floating. <laughs> kind of obvious, right? They're like little Casper legs. They're floating in line. But maybe they could just just walk in. Maybe they're a manifest as a spirit, and they're like, one ballot, please. And they're all dressed as, like, an old Wild West cowboy. One of the guys is dressed as, like, a Viking. They're walking around. Or probably more modern ghosts. They're walking around just wearing T-shirts and jeans. <laughs> probably be, you know, less obvious. What if sometimes the dead votes? That'd be creepy. Possible, right? If this story's true. Possible. But the other thing is, imagine... It, this would actually be really good, like, voter disinformation. Imagine if word got out. Because this was a big story in Argentina. They're playing it up as a witch or a ghost, and they disappeared of their own volition. But what if the case is... If you vote in this election, there's a chance you'll vanish. Not because, not because the military officials there throwing the back of their van and drive away with you, but that you might actually fall into a portal. Now, I don't necessarily think that's what happens. Longtime listeners of the show know I'm a big fan of portals. I think people like disappearing into the void is pretty. I mean, it's pretty unique overall. I think it's terrifying. Who knows? Maybe they're going. Just some awesome world. Maybe they're getting teleported to a land with no oxygen. We don't know. But um, that would that would cause a panic. <laughs> You're just, Jason, no. There's not a single adult on the planet who would ever go, I'm not, why aren't you voting this election? Ah, you know, portals. They're like, what? You know, what happened in Argentina? I might fall in a portal. What if this is a thing that could happen? Probably not. Probably, probably not. But imagine if it was. That's what this show's become. This show's just become me reading some news report and going like, oh, just use your imagination, guys. Figure it out for yourself. I think it's I think it's spooky. I'm going to turn this down a little bit. I feel like I'm blowing it out. It just feels spooky. You know what I mean? It could be. <laughs> just imagine. Just imagine. But I'm surprised the story's not getting a little more play because it is just so odd. And not only is it odd, we have people vanish all the time. But it's tied to a historic event. It's an election. They're gearing up for another one in October. This could be the start of some fake news. Don't vote for that candidate. That's the one witches like. Who knows? Just use your imagination. Just use your imagination. And we will find out in October. 
The Fury of the Cobras. I'm going to go ahead and toss you the keys to the Carpenter Copter. We are leaving behind Argentina. Fly us all the way out to Arizona. Do, 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 do,